Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 22 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I am a mental health therapist and I'm also a coach at two different CrossFit gyms. In this episode, I talk about courage and overcoming fear. I talk about what fear is, what courage is, taking control of your life by making the most of the present moment, and how you can act with courage in the face of fear. I am also a mental skills coach, and I offer personal mental skills coaching, which are one-on-one video meetings with me that can help you progress toward and meet your goals. Focuses for personal mental skills coaching include, but are not limited to, positive self-talk, goal setting, lack of motivation, mental barriers, performance anxiety, and self-confidence. The 20-minute initial consultation is free, and going from there, I offer paid 30-minute sessions. If you would like to schedule your free initial consultation for personal mental skills coaching, email me at counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or message Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. Fear is a big emotion, and it's really important to talk about overcoming fear. So I'm really looking forward to this episode. But first, answering the question, what is fear? So fear is an unpleasant emotional reaction to the perception of a threat. Fear happens when we interpret a situation as threatening, as well as believing that the interpretation of threat is the truth of the situation. The interpretation and the belief of the truth of that interpretation are the most important parts here. And for a second, I want you to think about when was the last time that you felt fear? What kind of thoughts were you having? What were you feeling in your body? What other emotions might have come up with that? What memories might have come up while you were feeling that fear also? And then how did it impact your actions going forward? Now that we've thought about fear and when the last time we felt fear was, keep that in mind for this episode while I'm talking about how you can overcome fear. The interpretation of threat and the belief of the truth of that interpretation of threat could be a threat to all kinds of things, such as a threat to our ego, our social status, a relationship, or a host of different kinds of things. So let's take a gym, for example. A gym where you found a home and where you're comfortable and maybe you've been there for a while can give feelings of peace belonging, and a great time. A gym where you've never been before can give rise to feelings of being the new person and not knowing anyone. And I've found that in functional fitness, for some people, a new gym can mean a new place where they have to prove themselves. So gyms, for some people, are a place of safety, emotional release, self-improvement, and community. Gyms for other people are a place that is associated with discomfort. So we can look at the differences in that example of a gym in one person's viewpoint being a place that brings with it many pleasant emotions 
And then that same gym in the eyes of a different person can bring up unpleasant emotions for them. So we looking at the example of a gym where we've been for a while compared to a gym that we've never been before. Mark Brackett in his book called Permission to Feel talks about two core properties of emotions, which are energy and pleasantness. So we can have emotions that are low on both pleasantness and energy, or high on both pleasantness and energy, or low on one and high on the other. So an emotion that is low on pleasantness and low on energy is depression. It's not enjoyable and we have low energy, meaning we don't want to do a whole lot when we're feeling depressed. An emotion that is low on pleasantness and high on energy is anxiety and fear also. Those are not enjoyable and it can lead to having lots of mental energy that we don't really know what to do with. An emotion that is high on pleasantness and high on energy is excitement. You are looking forward to what you're going to do and you have lots of energy that you can put towards doing that thing. An emotion that is high on pleasantness and low on energy is calmness or serenity. It is very enjoyable, so high on pleasantness, and it gives steady energy, not too much or too little. So back to our example now of interpreting the situation of being in the gym. A gym where we feel at home and have community can be a place of high pleasantness and high energy, which could be excitement. We are excited to be there and we have the energy to get a great workout. A new gym where we are not familiar with anyone can be a place of low pleasantness and high energy, which can be anxiety. It's not pleasant to be a brand new person where it seems that everyone else is in the company of their best friends. That feeling of anxiety is high on energy where we have lots of energy and hopefully we can use that energy to our benefit to get the best workout possible while we are there. Another example of this is meeting with a therapist. So say there is a therapist that you've been meeting with for quite some time and you are familiar and comfortable with him or her. That can bring with it emotions of high pleasantness and high or lower energy. So it's an enjoyable experience and the energy, you either have the low energy where it's calm or the high energy where you're more on the excitement side. But then when we, maybe we meet with a brand new therapist for the first time, that can be lower pleasantness going into that space and high energy where we can get more on the side of feeling anxious. It's also important to keep in mind here that the way we feel can change moment by moment. So with the new therapist example, say we're feeling anxious going into that session, but those emotions can change moment by moment when hopefully we feel welcomed and understood by that new therapist. As well as with the example of the gym, when say we're feeling anxious going into that space and we meet someone who we feel welcomed by and that can change those emotions to more pleasant. Going back to fear now. Fear is an emotion that is low on pleasantness 
and high on energy. When we feel fear, we have all this energy that can sometimes paralyze us. And that's where flight, fight, or freeze comes into play. And these are normal and typical reactions to fear. And that's the thing. They're normal and typical. So it's the kind of thing where it's like, gosh, of course we're going to fall into those normal and typical reactions unless we train ourselves to respond to fear differently. We can train ourselves to respond differently to fear. We do not have to respond to fear like we always have before. And overcoming fear is a character trait. It can be trained. It is not a trait that we either have or don't have. To talk about overcoming fear is to talk about courage. And to have courage is to overcome fear by acting in the face of it. Eric Greitens in his book called Resilience, which is one of my favorite books, he talks about the concept of uneven courage. He says, we build courage through the practice of facing fear. And while we may learn to face fear comfortably in one context, we may still act cowardly in another. He goes on to say, there are veterans who strapped on body armor, checked their radios, loaded their rifles, stepped into Humvees, drove into the streets of places like Fallujah, kicked down doors with armed terrorists behind them, and yet, because their faces have been burned, they're sometimes afraid to go to the mall when they first come home because of what kids might say. He goes on again to say, It is natural to have uneven courage. It is necessary that you understand this about yourself. We all have pain we've mastered and pain we've run from. We all have a choice to make. Stop running and build a new kind of courage. I think it's so important, this concept of uneven courage, that we can show great courage in some areas of our life, and others, we do not always show that courage. It's important to keep in mind here that with this concept of uneven courage, we can improve day by day at this. And a little by little improvement daily pays off extravagantly in the long term. Gerald Corey, in his book called Theory and Practice of Counseling and Psychotherapy, says, fear and courage go hand in hand. Without fear, there would be no need for courage. This quote shows us that if we are to have courage, fear must be present. We cannot be courageous in a situation where there is not the possibility of fear. So courage shows itself when fear is a possibility. And what I'm talking about here is overcoming fear instead of doing away with fear. Because fear is not just something we can snap our fingers and say, oh, I don't feel any fear anymore. It's not that simple. We all know that overcoming fear is not that simple. Overcoming fear is about acting in our current best interest and the best interest of our future self while we are feeling fear. And we can perceive threat to all kinds of different things. One of those things is our ego. So what will my thoughts be about myself if I make this decision? 
And then it can also be to our social status. So what will others think if I make this decision or do not make this decision? And then another example is a relationship. So we cannot be fully loved if we are not fully known. And being fully known is scary. Opening up and being vulnerable with people is not always easy. And the, one of the reasons that it's not easy is because there is a threat and a perceived threat of being deserted for showing your true self and being left alone. Basically asking the question, will this person leave me if I tell them about something that I'm doing or that or something that's going on? So we have those perceived threats to our ego, our social status, and a relationship also. Those are a few examples. So how do we face fear and how do we overcome fear? Part of overcoming fear is embracing that a situation does not have to be a threat. Interpretation is everything in this. We can choose whether to be afraid of a situation or not. We choose what to do in the face of that interpreted threat. We choose whether or not we act with courage in the present moment. All of the power that we have is in this present moment, right here, right now. We cannot change the past. We cannot control the future. What we can do is we can make choices right now in order to get to where we want to be and become who we want to be in the future. Sometimes overcoming fear means making the scary decision that will lead to your growth. So our power lies in our response to what happens right now in this present moment. Our power lies in our attitude, our decisions, and the way we respond in our life. Our power in our mental health lies in how we respond to what happens in us and around us. On the other hand, our fitness lies in what we've done up to this point. Our fitness exists in the present because the question of how fit are you that question is asking, what are you able to do right now? And what physical work are you able to do in short and long time periods rather than only short or only fast? And then also, are you able to move yourself and weights in different areas like running and then pull-ups and then one rep max lifts? So fitness is taking all these things into consideration rather than just asking how good are you at running or how many pull-ups can you do or how strong are you in this specific lift. Fitness encompasses all of those things. One definition of the ideal functional fitness athlete is a, a person who is in the, a, the middle of a triangle with the three points of a triangle of that triangle being running and then weightlifting and then gymnastics. So I will explain these things. Monostructural movements in functional fitness are things 
that you think of when you think of cardio. So running, rowing, swimming, biking, and then gymnastics movements are any movement that you are moving your body weight, such as pull-ups, air squats, push-ups, burpees, and so on. And then weightlifting, with weightlifting, you are lifting weights anytime that you're moving a weighted object. Any movement with a barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell is a weightlifting movement. Weightlifting is moving an external load or otherwise moving with weight other than just your body weight. Just like I talked about in episode three of this podcast where I answered the question, what is functional fitness? The best functional fitness athlete is not the best runner, they are not the best gymnast, and they are not the best weightlifter, but they are very good at all of these things. The best functional fitness athlete can lift heavier weights than the runner can, and can run faster and longer than a weightlifter can. And something about fitness existing in the present is that it is never too late to take control of your life as well as your fitness. No one is too far gone to change. And it's never too late to become the person that you want to be. The best time to act on that desire to become the best person that you can be is now. So there's a balance between fitness and life, just like with those examples I gave of how fitness exists in the present and is dependent on what we've done in the past up to this point. But in our life, the moment that we have control over is the present moment that we're in. So the best functional fitness athlete is very good in all of those areas of cardio, body weight movements, and weightlifting. But in life, it can be necessary to have a niche and it can help to have a niche. So what I mean by niche is a specific focus. In our lives, if we are focused on everything, how focused can we really be on one thing? If we give a little bit of our time and attention to 10 different things, the outcomes of our life will be much different than if we give a lot of time and attention to one or two things. This also depends on our focus. Our focus carries with it a whole lot of power. With our focus, do we want to be somewhat good at a wide range of things or do we want to be incredibly great at one thing? I've kept these things in mind for this podcast also. So counseling and functional fitness focuses on the integration of mental health and fitness. And of course, there are so many fitness podcasts and counseling podcasts, but I see the integration of mental health and fitness being really like an untapped gold mine that has so much to offer when we look at both mental health and fitness and integrate the two together. There are so many benefits that come from mental health and there are so many benefits that come from fitness and 
this is super exciting to get to talk about these things and to think about these things and to come up with content for this podcast and really express my interests and my passions and desires through this podcast. I want to share a story of a time when I felt a lot of fear and acted courageously in the face of that fear. It was when I was at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, which was a semi-final event for the 2021 CrossFit Games. And I was there as a spectator and I was walking around the, just the stands and I saw all these people that I've seen on Instagram for years and there were, there were athletes walking through the stands and they're with their families and then at one point, the athletes were about to leave to go back to their hotel in between events, but it was raining, and so all of the athletes were standing around the spectator area, and so I was walking around, and I, I just start seeing all these big-name athletes that I've seen on social media for years, and I got super intimidated, and just felt a lot of fear. I felt it all through my body and in my mind, and I was really overwhelmed. And I had brought business cards for the podcast and specifically to give them out if I met anyone. And so I eventually took a lot of self-talk to get me to the point of acting courageously in the face of this fear. But I was I was faced with the decision of giving in to the fear and the intimidation of these people that I see as famous and giving into that and leaving without giving anyone the business cards or without going up to anyone that I recognized and talking to them. That was my first option. Option two was I could act courageously in the face of that fear and intimidation and feeling overwhelmed by fear and just going up and talking to these people. So I did go up and talk to people and that has led to so much growth for this podcast. And because of some of the guests I've had on recently, like the Buttery Bros, I've been featured on a daily functional fitness newsletter email and that has led to so much growth of the podcast. So those two decisions for me, I could give in to that fear and intimidation and feeling overwhelmed and just leave. And that feeling would have won if I did that. But I chose to win instead of being overwhelmed by my emotions to those make me shut down. Instead, I made the brave decision to go up and talk to these people and it has led to great growth of this podcast. So when we feel fear, we have decisions to make and we have options in those decisions. We can let the fear win or we can conquer our fear and we can overcome our fear by acting courageously in the face of that fear. Another important thing to mention here is that Courage and overcoming fear is not about dissolving fear or trying to get fear to go away or feeling no fear. Because like I mentioned earlier, fear is a part of courage and we cannot have courage without fear. Another quote from 
Eric Greitens in his book, Resilience, says, Every time we make a choice to confront our fear, our character evolves and we become more courageous. Every time we make a choice to move through pain to pursue a purpose larger than ourselves, our character evolves and we become wiser. Every time we make a choice to move through suffering, our character evolves and we become stronger. So that quote shows us the importance of our choices in becoming more courageous and wiser and stronger. Remember that the present moment is where all of your power is and the present moment belongs to you. So what are you going to do in this present moment to make the most of the time you have and to become the person that you want to be? Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.